0: Hi, everyone. This is Jenny, your self-love coach, and this is episode 75. Welcome to the podcast. Falling in love with yourself today. If you are new here, I would love to welcome you with open arms. I'm so, so, so happy that you're here. I'm so happy that we found each other. And if you are a regular listener, welcome back. Welcome back to the podcast. I have to say that this podcast is so important to me. I am starting to realize just how important it is in my life. Um, This is where I open up my heart and my soul, my most inner thoughts and emotions come out on this podcast for you. And this is not a podcast that's all about Jen. Really, this is what I learn, what I teach, how I heal, and how I grow so that it can help you broaden your mind, broaden your heart. And I, I hope that as you listen, that instead of thinking about Jenny and in LA, I hope that my story connects to your your story and that it helps you take a look at who you are and who you want to be. So I'm so happy you're here. Thank you so much for leaving me ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I ask you that because that's how we spread. That's the easiest way to spread the message and the revolution of self-love. You'll hear in my recorded intro that we've been taught our whole entire lives to think of Self-love as being selfish and narcissistic. And it's it's actually quite the opposite. The self-love that is the revolution is about filling yourself up with love, compassion, forgiveness, motivation, so that we can show up in the world with in our homes, with our families, in our jobs, in our communities, so that we can show up authentically and in our truth and confident. That's what the revolution of self-love is. And when you leave ratings or reviews or when you share my content on social media, that has a ripple effect. So if you do that, thank you so, so much. I I'm so appreciative. I want to share with you a couple of situations this week that just proved to me that hopping on at six o'clock on a Sunday morning, because that's what time it is to share my heart and soul with you, does have a ripple effect. So last week I was contacted on Instagram, Jenny underscore Drake underscore from a beautiful, beautiful soul all the way in India. And I live in LA and we've been communicating all week. And she hopped on to my falling in love with myself, Tribe Zoom, which we meet every Monday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific time on Zoom. And it is welcome to all women. Um, that Zoom is for women. However, Self love is for men, women, non binary, whatever you identify as. This is all inclusive. This podcast, my falling in love with myself tribe Zoom has not branched out um, beyond women yet. Um, but that is definitely a possibility. So, this woman from India contacted me on Instagram and we had the most beautiful conversation, and she showed up on our tribe zoom and was held with such beauty that tribe zoom is a group of women who have been working in their self-love journey for quite some time some are new some have been with me from the beginning which will be over two years and we talk about that is the safe place to talk about what we love about ourselves um Our self-love wins of the week of how we've taken care of ourselves and shown love for ourselves. We talk about, um, what we're grateful for. We talk about any struggles that we're going through and we are directed through those struggles through the lens of self-love, which I do a little bit of coaching. Um, and then we set our self-love intention of the week and that tribe zoom is a way to connect. It's a way to, and let's face it, connection is so important. And I'm going to talk about that in this episode once we get into it. Um, The Tribe Zoom is a place for connection, inspiration, and it really is that safe place where we can um, truly talk about loving ourselves without feeling any sort of guilt. We shouldn't feel any sort of guilt anyway, but in our society and in our families of origin, sometimes that guilt still pops up, of course. Um, But that's what we're here for on this podcast, in my tribe. And I also have a private Facebook page where we freely share about our self-love journey. Um, So, if you would like any part of that, the easiest way to do that is to go on my website, jenny-drake.com. All the links are there. There's also a link to get my weekly newsletter. I send. I don't, I don't send a bunch of spammy email, but I do send a self-love reminder each and every weekend to get your mind refocused on the most important person in your life, which is yourself. The relationship with yourself. Because here we are surrounded by so many people and so many things in our, in our human existence. But really, the only certainty that we have is with ourself. We were with each other the day we were born. We will be with each other the day that we die. And really, That is the only certainty that we have in life, which could be a scary thing, but it doesn't have to be when we are truly, truly working to fall deeper in love with ourselves. So I'm so glad you're here. And today's episode is, of course, raw and personal, and you're going to get to know me, vulnerable and transparent, and authentic, as you always do each and every week. Just a reminder, I am not a licensed therapist. I am not a medical doctor. I am a life coach who has a therapist, and who has my own coach, and who is growing and healing, and I teach you all the things that I'm learning about myself. And all the practices that I've used on myself to rescue myself over and over and to practice resilience. So I am not a therapist. I am not a medical doctor. If you are in need of um, that, please, please, please find help um, and reach out. I can definitely show you that direction as well. Um, all right, so today whew, we're gonna take, we're gonna go into next step self-love. And we are going to talk about removing some of the things that in our lives that may still be blocking that next level self-love. So we will be right back. Grab your journal or put on your walking shoes and put your AirPods in or Drive in, driving in the car, I hope that this will connect you deeper back to yourself. We'll be right back. Welcome to season two of Falling in Love with Yourself. My name is Jenny. I've been a teacher and a coach in some capacity for over two decades, but that's only part of what makes me successful as your guide to falling back in love with yourself. I'm a single woman who turns 50 this year. I stepped away from a 22-year marriage five years ago where my self-worth was lower than low. I didn't know who I was, what I believed in, what fulfilled me, or what my purpose was. I was depending on external people and things to complete myself. But through my four pillars of self-love, which are self-awareness, self-acceptance, self-compassion, and self-worth, I am now filled with love and faith. Self-love is different than self-care. Self-love is not selfish, it is essential. We always hear how we need to love ourselves, and I am here to teach you how. I am so grateful you are here, choosing you, and I cannot wait for you to fall deeper in love with yourself. welcome back this is episode 75 the next level steps for self-love and really um i have thought about so many different names for this podcast episode so you know it's funny my favorite podcaster has always been christine hassler um she was like one of the very first podcasts that I had listened to you know probably gosh ever since she started and the funny thing about podcasts and and I take right after that is regardless of whatever the episode was titled I would look at the title and I would say oh I can't relate to that I'm not going to get anything out of that but um I would listen and I would always walk away with lots and lots of nuggets that did relate to me. So at an early stage of podcast listening, I kind of just realized that it doesn't matter what the podcast episode is titled. If I loved the podcast, I was going to listen regardless. And I would I would always get something out of that. So my podcast titles i try to like stick with the theme like how to or you know season one i kind of was all about like the falling in love theme so like i did self-love quickies and um but now today i know what i want to talk about and i just couldn't find the correct title and so this could also be like the greatest lessons of me leaving dating apps or you know what i've learned in my first 30 days without men in my life or um, you know s- deeper self love when we take away our num- our numbing devices or coping mechanisms or whatever our numbing mechanisms so there's lots of different things so today we're going to talk about how we numb ourselves from feelings, and how we how that numbing actually blocks us from the deeper self love. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And um, we, you know, that my if you if you're a regular listener. My pillars of my self-love curriculum are, number one, um, self-awareness. So there's going to be a lot of awareness that might come forward with you today. Because I, I tend to ask questions that you think about of, okay, maybe, you know, Jenny's numbing numbing devices were this, but what are mine? So that's what the awareness piece, the self-awareness. And then my second pillar of self-love is self-acceptance. And self-acceptance is the phase that we often rush through. And this is where our numbing mechanisms totally creep in and sometimes they they spill in without us even noticing because the acceptance hard part could be hard and uncomfortable and well it normally is and we as humans want to rush through the discomfort or we want to push away the discomfort and some people do this their entire lives, and so part of my work, part of my coaching, a lot of my coaching, especially with my my one on one clients or you know on the falling in love with myself tribe, is for me to help you to pause and sit in the acceptance, and we we do that in today's. Episode is a lot of acceptance. And we do that through my third pillar of self love, which is self compassion. Because when we're in discomfort, when we've become aware of some, sorry, I'm opening my door because I close it when I record because of the outside noise, but it's really humid this morning and I need some air. (laughs) just a side note, I'll go back to self-compassion in one sec. If you're a first-time listener, I want you to know that I am a recovering perfectionist and a practicing imperfectionist, and this podcast is such a huge part of that practice. So I do not edit my podcast, and I just talk to you like I am talking to my good friend who's right in front of me. So, um, and I love this podcast in my life because of that, because you are a part of my life, even though we're through a screen and we may never even meet. I hope, I hope you reach out to me on Instagram. That's the easiest way. I will always respond if you DM me on Instagram at Jenny underscore Drake underscore. Um, So if you feel a connection with me, please let me know. I would love, love, love just to say hi and to say thank you for being a listener. Um, so back to self-compassion. It is the, um, you know, one of the umbrella pillars of self-love. And it's the hardest thing to practice every single day. It's probably what I coach my one-on-one clients in the most, or the most consistently, is self-compassion because we just, I haven't met anyone in human form that is as compassionate to themselves as what is required to get through this human existence, right? And I do believe that that's part of our journey here on earth. You know, Gabby Bernstein has said it, Deepak Chopra has said it, so many of the people who I love and are my teachers and spiritual healers have taught, you know, we are spiritual beings having a human existence. And part of our spiritual growth here on earth, I believe, is to become more compassionate with ourselves as our creator, as our higher power, as our inner inner being wants us to be like whoever created us, whatever created us loves us infinitely, abundantly, unconditionally. And our job here on earth in our human existence is to tap into that and try to love ourselves the way we were, we were created. And so The third pillar of self-love in my curriculum is self-compassion. Definitely as we go through these pillars, um, self-compassion is, you know, poured over every experience when when I coach my clients. Um, And then the last one is self-fulfillment. Pillar number four is self-fulfillment. And we'll talk about that as we talk about like our numbing mechanisms, our coping mechanisms that we, that we numb ourselves with. And we think that we're being fulfilled. We think that that is what life is all about, is kind of leaning into this numbing. But when we have the awareness and the acceptance that, oh, it's actually blocking us, these numbing mechanisms are actually not fulfilling. They're actually doing the opposite. And so (laughs) I know that that was a a very heady intro and we're going to get more specific right now with what the heck I'm talking about. What the heck is Jen talking about? Well, guess what? Here we go. So if I were to ask you, (laughs) what is your numbing? What do you use to numb out? What would you answer? There's probably not just one thing. There's probably a few. And I was reading in one of my daily readers the other day, and it said socially acceptable ways to deny my feelings. Because so many times our numbing mechanisms and the things we use to kind of like numb ourselves or I'm going to use if you could pay me a dollar for every time I use the word numb I could probably like go buy an expensive handbag today but you're going to hear that word a lot um, because that's exactly what it is it's totally subconscious and when I tell you my story a couple of different stories you might think ah oh my gosh yes I do that too But numbing is just what we learned in our childhood. And so there's nothing to be ashamed of about it. There's nothing to feel guilty. There's nothing to be ashamed of. Again, it's just the awareness piece of, ah, oh yeah, now I see why I do that. And then the acceptance piece of, yikes. That's not really serving me or that's blocking me. That's blocking some significant things. And I'm going to tell you how I've gone through this exact process. I've done it before and I've recently done it again. So I think I'm going to start with the befores and like different phases of my life of what I had been using to numb and the first one, well, not the first one, there's many. And again, like throughout our life, <clears throat> we have lots of things that we do. And I'm not saying, you know, we don't need to sit around our house and like think about healing and processing and growth 24-7, right? But if we are denying ourselves, the processing, the healing, the growth. Because we are leaning into too much of something, that's where the awareness piece is. And so um, one of the things, I mean, I've had tons of numbing mechanisms my entire life. Like I think I'm an extrovert because i use social and friendships and connection as a numbing device um and and last week in episode 74 it was how to love yourself through loneliness and if you can relate to fear of being alone or loneliness um go back and listen to episode 74 because that's that's where a lot of my numbing mechanisms came from. As a young, young child, I was the youngest of five. Um, you know, I was raised with four siblings much older than me who were in and out, getting married, having children. My parents, um, you know, were married for 67 years, so I had two two parents actively participating in my life, and yet I was lonely the majority of my childhood because the deeper connection, the emotional connection was not there on a consistent basis because there were so many people raising me or having a hand in my raising um, because of the, the huge age gap between my siblings and I and it was I was felt emotionally connected to every single one of them but I didn't have that primary emotional person and so the majority of my childhood I did feel lonely even though I wasn't quote unquote alone a lot of the time and how that grew into my life is I I have this fear of being alone, and at 50 years old, I am quote-unquote alone a lot. I have two beautiful children who don't live in the state that I live in. I'm divorced, hashtag or parentheses. <laughs> I'm recording this in July of 2022, and we just hit our five-year divorce Um. So, I've been divorced for five years. I've been single for five years. I've been out of a monogamous committed relationship for over a year now. Um, and my mom has passed. My dad actually <laughs> cute, cute little digression. Um, my dad relocated to actually live in my apartment complex, you guys, because I live steps from the beach, and he relocated. To be closer to me, he's 87 years old. I could do a whole podcast on the amazing life that my dad leaves leads at 87 years old. Um, but he's very rarely here. Like he's gone right now. He'll be gone for a month. Um, so even with my dad living down the hall, like I'm alone. I and both my like I own two businesses. One of them. I am face-to-face with clients. The other one, my clients are on Zoom. My coaching business, um, my clients are all on Zoom. So if you want a one-on-one coach with me, you can literally live anywhere and we can coach together. Um, And so I'm alone, like an average of 21 hours a day. And as a child, if you would have told me that, like I would have been so scared. And that inner child creeps in every single day. Um, Even though I'm a thriving adult and I have a beautiful, amazing, fulfilling life, like that little inner child gets scared and uncomfortable every single day at one point of the day. If you want to know any more about inner child and what the heck I'm talking about, if you've never heard of that or you, want to know my perspective of inner inner child work. Um, I love the YouTube channel, podcast, social media content of Wu Wei Wisdom, but my episode on inner child um, is episode number, gosh darn, I should just like Well, Inner Teen is episode 63. I'll have to put it in the show notes. I'm not going to spend time. I'm looking through everything right now. And I I really can't find Inner Child. I'm really not sure why. So I will put my Inner Child episode in in the show notes. Oh, episode 14. Oh, it's a self-love quickie. Way back at the beginning, episode 14, I didn't go deep. Um, quickie means it's like 20 minutes or less. So anyway, let's cut to the chase. I realized in my marriage when I was really, really lonely in my marriage, um, I was married for 22 years by the way. And the majority of the time I was married, I was extremely lonely, extremely unhappy. That's when my self-love just really was non-existent um, because I put everything, all my worth into how he loved me and it just was never going to fill that cup for me. Um, But so anyway, my numbing was sugar, flat out sugar. So think of if you numb with food. And if you numb specifically with sugar. No, I'm not talking like you have treats, you know, every now and then or out with your friends. I'm talking like what I would do is I would actually, I would actually in my sleep, eat in my sleep because I was like a chronic dieter. I always wanted to be thinner. I was during my marriage, I was like. Fifty to sixty pounds overweight. If you go on my social media, I just did a reel of some before and after pictures, and it was, sh- you know, it still shocks me to this day. Um, it, it's I'm unrecognizable. I'm also four eleven, so you know, fifty to sixty pounds on me looks like a hundred to one hundred and fifty pounds. Um, so I just was coping with sugar, and one day. I had started my health journey, I had started clean eating, I had started my self-love, you know, I'm a big proponent of if you have health and physical goals, trying to fix or criticize yourself into those goals is not going to do it. Um, Loving yourself, that's how I've lost my weight, that's how I've kept it off for, you know, over eight years is because I loved my body through it. I that was like I love my body and honor my body and cherish my body and I'm grateful for my body no matter what my weight is and no matter what my size is, no matter what I look like in the mirror. I do a ton of mirror work um, and that's how the weight came off is through loving but one of the things that I did was I decided to go big. I noticed that I was had an addiction to my one of my coping mechanisms which was sugar. I would go to ice cream, peanut butter and chocolate chips, which I still do on occasion just I do it moderately now um, but back then, And I also was a teacher and I was incredibly unhappy in my profession um, and stressed all the time because, oh my gosh, shout out to teachers out there. You give, 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 give in every way. And self love, man, teachers really need to be intentional and mindful about self love because any of those you know, professions where you're just giving of your heart and soul all day in your job. Like, oh, you've got to counterbalance that. And, you know, my numbing as a teacher was like what treats were in the staff room, you know, at recess and after lunch and after school, I would numb my discomfort with sugar. And I think it was the winter of 2014 where I just said, you know, my inner guides, my intuition just said, Jen, let's reset. Let's rebalance because your relationship with sugar has gotten unbalanced. So I decided Christmas of 2014 that I was going to go big or go home, and that I was going to, for 30 days, not allow myself to have any refined sugar. And let me tell you right now, my little inner child, my inner teen, hates being told what to do, and especially if it's like, take this out of your life, or you can't do this. And I want to pause here and say... That the only time something like this will work is when it comes from ourselves. Like, and and I'll talk about that in a few minutes when I'm talking about, like, when I get current to my current thing, which is no men, no dating, no love life. Um, and how when we're told by other people, you shouldn't do that you should do this. You should give up sugar. Like if anyone would have told me you need to give up sugar, you should give up sugar. I would have rebelled against that. But because it was my inner guide, my inner tuition, my, my choice to say, okay, Jen, your relationship with sugar has gotten out of control. You, and, and I didn't go into it saying, oh, I'm using this as a numbing thing. I need to dig deeper. It really is like, it really was my relationship with sugar has gotten out of control. So I'm going to take 30 days and I'm not going to have any refined sugar. I'm going to allow myself at that time, 2014, I still allowed myself fruit and um, Greek yogurt, vanilla Greek yogurt, which I know has a ton of sugar in it, but those were my two things fresh fruit and vanilla greek yogurt. Anything else? And I decided to do it at Christmas because you know, I am, you know, I do go big or go home. And I'm like if I could do this over the hardest month of the year, I could do anything. And you guys, that 30 days turned into 90 days. Um, I did not go back to refined sugar until I think my daughter's birthday is March 27th and it was around her birthday. It was around Easter when I when I was like, okay, you know, I I'm going to just have a little bit of something. And this was back in the spring of 2015 and right now it's 2022 and I have a very healthy relationship with sugar now. I have not gone back to that coping mechanism, that numbing mechanism. So for that, it worked for me. Um, Spring forward um, a couple of years, same thing with social media. I think it was um, right after our divorce, I I lived with my teenage son and I was going through a lot And I found that social media was a coping mechanism. Like I would just scroll. I mean, when, when I talk about numbing, it's very easy to kind of like cross the line into addiction. Um, If you know me, if you know, if you've listened to my podcast, I am very, very active in the recovery world. I myself don't have um alcoholism or drug addiction in me but i so many of my loved ones including um my last relationship that i was in so so i know addic- you know addiction and the recovery world and so i'm talking in this episode about like numbing strategies but there is a fine line in I think okay I'm just going to say it. I think that we are all we all have addictions. Like I think the addictions that get a ton of press is, you know, alcohol and drugs, but and some gambling, some eating, some shopping, but we all have addictions. And we're all on that spectrum. And I hope you stay listening because I'm going to go into my addiction and where I've crossed the line recently in my life. So, but going back, like, especially with our phones now, our device is, is our biggest coping mechanism. Like, you know, whether we play a game with friends or whether we're social, um, um, you know, scrolling on social media or shopping on Amazon that phone that's in our hand is our biggest numbing device. Like we go to that for avoiding so much of our discomfort, so much of, and growth happens, healing happens in discomfort. And I'm going to skip ahead um, in just a second. So back in 2016, I decided to go on a 30 day, like, device social media cleanse so i would check my email and respond but no instagram no facebook um, no youtube and in that 30 days i wrote half of the book the inspiration and that's the whole point of this is like what when we remove that numbing mechanism the law of the universe puts other things in it. And for me, at that time and currently, it is a ton of awareness, inspiration, acceptance. So that was back in 2014. So I'm going to talk about recently and what I've been doing recently and kind of the, 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 why i'm here for this podcast and the three things that i have really gotten um with 40 days of my of taking out my most recent numbing device it's actually been my whole life but in the last 5 years all i have focused on besides my my career i mean my main focus has to find love has been to find love and find a partner because I was so unhappy in my marriage for so long, for 22 years. There was such a disconnect, which I'm so grateful. You guys, my ex-husband and I were, you know, we have the best case scenario. We're not friends, but we're so like, the second we divorced, we were able to like, connect. I'm so grateful for that. We just couldn't connect as spouses. But as parents and as dog parents and as human beings, oh my goodness, I'm so grateful. Um, But I have been obsessed with finding my, my person, my partnership. And I don't feel guilty about that because were put on this earth to connect and be in companionships. However, like that need really like took over my life. And, you know, I call myself like over the last five years, I've been like a serial dater. And the dating app was like my thing, my numbing device. So, you know, I would just swipe 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 have 2 to 3 dates a weekend and it was never like oh my gosh like i need all this abundance really the intent and i and i would just justify it because i wanted to find the one and you know that one i've wanted to find the one ever since i was little like that's just been my goal that's what attunes success for me. Um, and so it, it became an addiction. I, I will say that. Um, it's what I, it, I, I, so much of my identity was wrapped up into me being the single girl with all of the dating stories. Like I worked at a job that, everybody came to me i was like the bachelorette like tell me you know and then when i left that job the group of friends that i'm in they're all married tell me like your dates tell me about him and it it quickly and became my identity and as it became my identity uh the validation like that's what i was attracting so i was attracting women that wanted to hear about my dating and and it like fueled it um and then the men that i was attracting like you know deep not deep like i want a healthy monogamous long-term relationship but this like desire to find it this obsession about finding it and the way that i was going about it with like this is a numbers game. I got to get out there. Like the, you know, this quest, this pursuit was attracting that same energy. So who was I meeting? I was meeting like people who objectified me because let's face it, I was objectifying them. I would look at them and be like, did they, you know, fit all of my criteria? And that's objectifying. You know, I was looking at them under a magnifying glass of are they the one, you know, and this was all very subconscious because you can go back. I have a dating, I have a dating um, episode, I have a sex episode, and I was very like conscious. I was making very conscious choices throughout all of this. But the underlying subconscious pursuit of the need for it, like, really got me into an unhealthy coping strategy. And so, and what, what, was, it, what was it all numbing me from? It was numbing me from uncomfortable feelings. So, like, I don't want to be alone on the weekends. So, I'm going to swipe, 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 swipe. And therefore, if I have one great date this weekend, I'll be good, you know. But then, you know, it's just like this cycle of avoiding, avoiding. So anyway, after five years of doing this, and it wasn't a full five years because I was in a two-year monogamous, long-term loving relationship. um, And he and I are friends as well. but about 42 days ago i really realized holy crap like i am not getting my desire and what it, what is my part in this and it just the veil of like awareness or the veil of denial and the vision of awareness just really like came clear of, holy crap, if I continue to be doing what I'm doing, like numbing myself from the discomfort, then I'm not going to get what I truly desire. Because this is the next level self-love that I'm talking about, is let's remove the dating apps. Let's remove the men. And let's see what comes up and what comes into my life with myself and with my own higher power. And so 42 days ago, I deleted the apps, but I also made a commitment to not date, like to not seek it, to not pursue it. And if anybody does ask me out until I feel like Again, going back to that sugar, going back to that social media, until I feel like I can do it like moderately healthy, um, I'm not going to go back to dating. And again, I just want to reiterate, this had to be me because the thing that I hated and I've said this in podcasts and I like I said, I don't love that word hate and I, I don't love to use it, but I dated when people would say take a year off and get to know yourself because i was getting to know myself i do love myself i was nurturing my relationship with myself while i was dating and while i was in relationship that's why i call this the next level of self love because here are the 3 okay so i've been off of dating dating apps men romantic relationships for 40 days now. And you guys, the inspiration and the ahas, the breakthroughs started coming immediately. And that's why I'm telling you this. That's why I'm having this podcast episode is because I would not have known until I took that numbing mechanism out of my life. So here's number one. So many feelings that I was numbing myself from. And they're not comfortable feelings. But once I started feeling those feelings, you guys, I knew, oh my gosh, this is going to be the healing and the growth that's going to get me exactly what I desire. Like I had to go through this Like I I literally visualize it as like going through the mud. Like my son's in the military. I've seen pictures of him, you know, on his stomach crawling through the mud. And that's how I visualize like the yuck, the yuck, yuck, yuck. And when we numb ourselves from the yuck, we are blocking exactly what we desire. It's that muck and that mud of healing and pain. And for me, grief, that's what's been coming up. Is I was grieving my divorce, I was grieving that my happily ever after would look different. But every time I would come close to, like, it being painful... I'd focus on finding the next guy. And I'd numb myself from it. And now that I don't have that numbing mechanism in my life, I'm feeling it all. Five years after. I'm not saying that you have to have the same journey. I'm just sharing what my journey is about. So, so much grief of my marriage, of the dream of happily ever after, my childhood dream of happily ever after, I might look different for me. And I'm grieving that it might look different for me. And that's okay. The second thing that I was numbing myself from was the opportunity for new. And so let me, and I've touched upon it a little bit, but When we remove something from time and space and energy, it gives the universe the opportunity to insert the things that it's like that managing and controlling piece. So I was trying to manage and control my destiny, my future by swipe, swipe, swiping, date, date, dating, man- Man after man after man. And now that I've removed that, now the universe can replace it. And, and what has the universe, what has my God, my higher power put in? Oh my gosh. So much inspiration. So much love. So much peace and comfort with myself and with my God. Like when I went off the dating apps, when I decided to stop dating, I made an intention of how can God, how can my God, which if you know me, I'm not religious, I'm spiritual and I don't believe that your God and my God have to be the same God. So my God, I made an intention, how can my God be? be my best friend? And how can I be best friends with my God? And so I have been nurturing that relationship. And when we nurture the relationship with our own personal higher power, we are nurturing the relationship with ourselves. Because the acceptance piece for me, the, the remember at the beginning I said acceptance could be very uncomfortable. I am starting to accept that it might not happen for me. It, I might not meet somebody and have that. and And I want to be more comfortable with that. And that's, I always say like acceptance is a process, baby steps. And I'm taking baby steps to accept that that's very different than me managing and controlling and pursuing. Right? So some of the inspiration that has come into my life um, with this new, with this empty space and time and energy is, listen to this. And if you've seen it on my social media, it has changed my life. And it was from Sadhguru. Um, And he said, are you in the pursuit of happiness or are you an expression of joy? is your life a pursuit of happiness or an expression of joy? And that just so spoke to me, the pursuit versus expression. And so I also applied it into my life of, am I in pursuit of love or am I an expression of love? And I was trying to do both, right? I, I express love, you know all over social media all over my community all over this podcast but i was also more so in pursuit of love and i want to balance that out i won't go back to dating until i feel that i can balance out that expression and pursuit the pursuit was way stronger <laughs> um so number 1 thing that I was numbing were feelings and especially grief. Number two, um, just blocking inspiration and whatever the universe has in store for me because I was managing and controlling by pursuing. And number three, one of the greatest benefits and self-love wins when we now do uncomfortable things and work through and find the comfort in the discomfort is self-mastery. And this goes right back to my self-love, your self-love. Self-mastery, when we do those difficult things, when we, when we stop numbing ourselves from the hard stuff, from that mud and muck, We build self-trust, so much self-trust. We build our resilience. We know that we are rescuing ourselves. And when I say, like, no matter what happens in my future, I know I'll be okay. Even if I don't find a partner for the rest of my life, I'll be okay because I'm doing this. I'm okay on a Saturday night when I'm not swiping or texting or messaging or dating men. I'm okay. Every time I go through, and it hasn't been easy in these last 41 days. There have been moments of struggle. And thank goodness I have great friends. But I'm not booking my weekend solid. I am intentionally sitting in some discomfort. I'm not isolating either. That would be unhealthy as well, where, you know, I'm just isolating. I'm trying to find balance. And what I've realized is without this like obsession of dating and men, and let me tell you, our society, oh my gosh, the movies, the music, all over social media, it is find love, find love, find love, find love, find love. So my addiction, my obsession was like very, very socially acceptable, very social acceptable. And now that like, I want to do it, I don't want to go to the extreme of like isolation and celibacy and swearing off of men forever That's not the goal. The goal is to, just like I did with sugar, take a break so that I can go back to it in a balanced way. I hope that this has helped you. I hope that you are thinking of, wow, what are some of my numbing devices? And am I using them moderately? Am I being able to feel my feelings, especially we all have things that we grieve? Have I been able to complete the stages of grief for anything or that or that thing? Because I didn't. I, I didn't. And I always say, like, we will be grieving till the day that we leave this earth. Like, you know, especially loved ones. I'm still grieving my dog. You know, I we're grieving multiple things at multiple times. Um, I do have a podcast episode all about grief, episode number thirty. Loving yourself through grief. Um, so, what are you numbing yourself with, and is that numbing div- thing? And it could be, you know, it could be love. It could be shopping. It could be friendships, social. It could be Netflix. It could be food. It could be exercise. And are you balanced with that numbing? Like, do you allow yourself to feel those feelings? And ask yourself, if I removed this and trust me, oh my gosh, I was crying to my friend when, I know, we're, I know this is a long one, but I do want to tell you 41 days ago, like, I did not want to let go of apps. That's how I knew I needed to. And I don't ever use the word need. But because I was crying to my friends saying, I don't want to let go of that power. I don't want to let go of that control. Because I I thought if I let go of the dating apps and let go of dating, I was giving up my hope of finding someone. And because I was so resistant of and fearful, fearful of of letting it go, that was like the little switch that said, oh, yeah, this is exactly what I need to do. Like an addict, like alcohol, like a drug. I was so scared to let go of it. And then the second that I did, I felt so much relief because those dating apps and my obsession to find love definitely had power over me and I was powerless of it. It's been a great 42 days. It's been a tearful 42 days. It has not been easy, but it has been so worth it. So thank you so much for listening all the way to the end. I hope that this has shed a little bit of um, light on your next level of self-love and removing any numbing mechanisms to help you break through for what the universe your higher power your creator your inner guide has in store for you and we could do it together i would love your support and i would love to support you so please reach out to me on the the easiest way is my website which is jenny-drake.com or on instagram at Jenny underscore, Drake underscore. thank you for allowing me to be vulnerable Thank you for holding space. This was not easy to talk about. But I know that somebody out there can feel it and relate. And I'm so grateful for you. And I want to do the same for you. So please reach out to me. I love you. You are love. You are loved. You are light. Shine that light. Connect to yourself every day. And I will talk to you soon. Much love. If you are listening, that means you want to fall deeper in love with yourself. And I have the perfect tool to help you do that. It is a journal called A Year of Self-Love. 52 intentions to help you fall deeper in love with yourself. One for every week of the year. On Sunday night or Monday morning, you choose one of the intentions in this beautifully designed journal, and each night you can fill in the little journal spot with the accompanying journal prompt for that intention of the week. You guys, if you use this tool, you will fall deeper in love with yourself. You can get it on Amazon or my website, which is Jenny-Drake.com. And don't forget the women in your life, your mom, your sister, your daughter, your best friend. It is also an amazing gift. I hope you love it as much as I loved creating it. Get a year of self-love now. You won't regret it.